0: Hello, this is Elvis Linus, driver of the Great Cliffs Mohawk Warriors. Start your engines. It's time now for the Arena Guys backstage pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Redelberger. Take it away,
1: guys. Wow. Is that new music? That is new music. It's a whole new era. A whole new era. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> Before. That music sounds really good because for one one, it sounds good. It's good. That's but a, two, it's a bop. We're resuming. We this is our first podcast since, I believe, February. It was black and white 2020. the 2020. Know? <laughs> it, it was black. It wasn't, it, it was a silent podcast. It wasn't, it wasn't a talkie. Somebody who's played the organ in the background is so we put subtitles on the screen. Um, it's been that long. It feels really good. Dave Rettelberger. It's good to see you,
0: uh, Arena Guy. It is great to be back. And uh, no, I like the new music. What is that? It uh, is. Well,
1: let's uh, give props where they're. I don't, see. I hesitate bringing it up because it'll give him a big head. I, I asked. I did ask. I know. But uh, producer, we we also have a new producer. A new producer. I didn't even. Oh, there is somebody new in the room. Yes, Adam Paddock. <laughs> AdamPaddock.com. <laughs> Adam okay, there we goes. There's a the plug. Check it out. It's really good. But Adam is a musician and provided new open and closed music for the podcast. And uh, Thank you, Adam.
0: Frankly, it's a lit bop, as the
1: kids say. <laughs> a lit bop, yeah. I'm, I'm locked in, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, he says that all the time, so I'm just okay, starting to right, there you go. try to fit yeah, in. We're hip, we're cool. So, yeah. And we're back. And We're back, which is really exciting. Um, the last podcast we did was, I, I could look it up, but it was like in February or very early March, and almost as soon as we finished it, we were done, right? And it, what a, what a crazy
0: time uh, it's been. Uh, we did a couple of like little mini video podcasts. We yeah, they it, were fun. Did it a couple different ways where we edited our parts separately, and then we did some stuff, uh, you know, through through Zoom when that was a novelty,
1: right? You know, when, it, uh, uh, eighteen or nineteen months ago, we didn't even know what Zoom was, right? No idea. And now. It's, uh, it's it's now probably, t- <laughs> you know what Zoom, you know how every year they come out with the, the hot new words or the new words in the dictionary? Yeah, right, yeah. I bet Zoom wasn't in the dictionary until the pandemic. I bet it's one of those hot new words that will d- be in. The word of the year, yeah. yeah. Right,
0: because it yeah. was such a such a moment in time that I hope uh, we're not repeating
1: anytime soon. So. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. this is podcast number 13. Is it? Lucky number 13. Yeah, so it's a new world. Yes. We're starting again. We uh, expect to do uh, uh, the Arena Guy podcast with... Uh, I mean, a guy and Dave, uh, once a month, roughly. Okay. So, oh, my God. Uh-oh. Special guest star. <laughs> Coming in for
0: the broadcast. Uh, join,
1: joining us, uh, Zen Riggs. Oh, my God, come on in. Uh, oh, wow. Well, this feels like uh, like it's like a walk-in. You want to go ahead and do an official introduction? Zen Riggs uh, is, is like the biggest hotshot on campus. Grand Poobah, I yeah, think, yeah, the Grand official Pumbaa. title. He's, yeah.
0: Come on have a seat the brains behind uh, so much of what has happened over uh <laughs> the past <laughs> the past many many years here at, at the arenas and and bringing the arenas together uh, also a, a big force on campus uh big a, force. the student union if you've been in the student union at ohio state zen Riggs is the man that you want to give a proverbial high five to wow
1: he's wow. he's like your uh, your uh,
0: maybe your, a socially distanced your, high five your, your is the way to go pr yeah, it's guy
2: titan here the uh, spacious studios of uh the arena guy are not what I was promised. <laughs> yeah, well.
0: Uh, first director of the Schottenstein Center, too, by the way. We were the first director of the Schottenstein Center.
2: Before it was, when it was a hole in the ground, yes.
0: Yeah. So there was, uh, you know, your surprise drop-in. This is already here. We're, we're just underway. But let me, let me go ahead and ask, you know, the, the question, which is, you know, 20-plus years ago, we were here uh, in Columbus, and there were, there were no real arenas. So what was, what was the vision at that time? As we, as we talk about you know, kind of reigniting live entertainment, tell me about what it was like to kind of ignite it in the first time, right, 20 years ago when we you know, didn't have the entertainment here in the, uh, the arena.
2: I'm still trying to figure out the headsets here. Yeah, oh, so. my God. <laughs> Uh, I don't really need them, so I'm okay. <laughs> no, you think don't. I'm good. Just go ahead. Yeah. And speak into mm-hmm. the mic if you would. Yes. I'm sure uh, producer Adam is. Well, gosh, that was a long time ago. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast, but. Uh, yeah, you no, know that happens. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, that was an exciting time back in 1998 when we uh, were, were trying to get this building ready. I remember we opened and it wasn't done yet. Uh, I still remember an army of uh, of, of craftsmen coming in on the, if, you, if people have been in the building, they noticed the terrazzo designs in the rotundas and beyond. And, and, uh, those weren't finished. So there was an army of, of craftsmen that would come in on their hands and knees with hand tools, bending that metal and, and putting that down in place. And I think we opened in October and I don't think those were done until March. So wow. <laughs> we were still working on the building, but it was, it was a great time. Uh, I remember the uh, the Great Flush. People still will come up to me and go, "Yeah, I was there for that." It was kind of like the Snow Bowl. We there, we must have had a hundred thousand. I was there for the great right. for the Great Flush. Ex- explain. Yes. I mean, I know what it is, but explain what the Great Flush was. Well, the Great Flush has kind of become a, a bit of a tradition with new buildings, where you get an army of people and you you want to test the systems, in particular, the uh, the plumbing systems. You don't want them to, <laughs> to to have issues, if you know what I mean. Yeah. um so you have people come in and you flush all the toilets and turn the sinks on kind of at the same time just to make sure it can handle the stress and the load and we had we passed people got little hats and and again people come up to me all the time yes i was there for that uh, but there couldn't possibly have been that many people it's, right. kind, of like, it's kind of like woodstock right where
1: everybody was it there was. yeah right yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah so i
2: remember just one last
1: uh comment on on the opening of the building but i came to visit and the late 90s and I've got pictures of the hole in the ground in the very early construction just like Zen is trying to construct the headphones it's really not that hard
0: No it was it was it was just a hole in the ground but i mean yeah. there's a th- there's, there's a lot of university buildings right so there's a lot of lot of uh, arenas uh, all across america that are on college campuses that host basketball but weren't built for concerts and so when when the Schoenstein Center was being constructed you had it in mind also not just as a basketball or an athletic facility but also as as a concert venue
2: well and and not not me so much but I would give Andy Geiger kind of credit for that Andy and his staff and that that's how I got involved is the assembly hall um, at the University of Illinois. Of course, it's called something different now, but it'll yeah. always be the Assembly Hall. It will. Um, was one of the very few arenas in the country on a college campus that was actively pursuing and promoting shows. And so as they were contemplating the Schottenstein Center, um, uh, the university knew that they, they wanted it to be fully, truly multipurpose. And so um, they called me to say, hey, how does that work at the University of Illinois? And we had, I don't know, probably four or five different conversations uh, with different people here, and that's kind of what generated the, the I guess I'd call it, mutual interest of, of me coming over to, to do this and, and for them having me. If only they knew then what they knew now, <laughs> Tell they me, would about. have made a different decision. Because
1: I worked with Zen at the University of Illinois, so I actually what he doesn't know is I was calling Andy Geiger and said, please, please take him.
2: Yeah, how much did you pay? Cause, uh, I didn't have any money. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> no. You were that cheap. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No. What no. is the topic today, by the way? Well, I don't even know what you guys we're just talking right. about the return to life. Yeah, oh, so okay. let's
1: let's uh, transition to that. Uh, the past, uh, this is the first podcast in like 19 months. Um, there was, could we have, have had
2: two babies in that time. <laughs> really? Some folks yeah, did. Yes. That's <laughs> <I laughs> think Yeah. So.
1: I mean,. People had time. Well, I guess, (laughs) yeah. There were a lot of free time. Yeah. Yeah. But but, uh, what what has it been like, Dave? What was it like for you over this uh, past uh, 18 months? You know,
0: it it definitely was. You know, when we we talked about, you know, this industry for so many people, you know, and the future of it. It, we didn't see anything like this pandemic coming. You know, it was just that thing of, you know, there were so many things that might shut down the industry or this could happen. And this was really such a u- unusual time. I remember we always talk about Dan and Shay, mm-hmm. right? Dan and Shay was our last big show. March 8th. Uh, March 8th 2020. of 2020. And I remember being backstage with the tour manager and kind of giving him a high-five handshake. We were kind of like yep. laughing. of like, hey, are we allowed to do this anymore? And then, uh, you know,
1: and then very
0: shortly thereafter, we were all sent home for... An extra week or two of spring break.
1: Yeah. Right? I, and, and it was supposed to, uh, to to last maybe a month or two. Remember, Lauren Daigle was rescheduled for like two months later. Right. And, and everything was going to uh, resume in a couple of months because nobody really knew. I remember uh, uh, the governor. It was Ar- the Arnold time. And the governor uh, was concerned about international oh, uh, uh, yeah, sure, travel yeah. coming into Columbus. And Arnold, uh, the Arnold was shut down. And... Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously had talked to the governor and he did this video from his backyard in California and you could tell Arnold was not happy about it and he he explained why it was important important and why it was being postponed but you could see the look in his eyes like I do not want to do this and now as time has evolved he is probably the biggest pro oh yeah vaccination absolutely. person the biggest pro masker he he really uh, has has realize the importance of all that for not only his event but our lives really to resume uh dan and shay it was really interesting because that was about the time when people were starting It's is mostly like other countries and things and, and there, there was starting to be a little bit of concern little did we know it that was was right yeah right on the edge their last show uh it was their first arena show ever on their tour outside of nashville so we were the first and i always thought it would be cool if they were the first show back
0: oh okay i see that yeah you
1: know because then we could say it was their f- but it was their first and last arena show ever until their fall tour resumes coming up.
0: And you know, it, it just got underway. And it, what's neat is uh, some of my friends around the country are hosting them, and I see the stage set up, and it looks exactly, you know, it, it's kind of they just hit the pause button. I mean,
1: they only used it back. once,
0: right? So <laughs> it was it was great though. You know, what when you ask about what what 2020 uh, was, it was a test of optimism, right? And I think even those of us who were, you know, optimistic by the, you know, by default. It, we were always had that conversation of, oh, we'll be back in time for Buckeye Country Superfest. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely be back in time for that that
1: uh, show in the fall. Oh, you know what? No matter what, we're back in time for TSO. Remember Justin Bieber, Lauren Daigle, all postponed for like two months, and then it, it went on and on. And now, it, you know, now it is what it is. We've resumed, but it was really a challenging time. And, and Zen, you're, uh, what what was it like in your world when all this started coming down?
2: Well, I think you guys described a lot of it. I think there was uh, maybe hope or optimism that this would be a short-term thing. Of course, back then uh, three months seemed like forever. Like, eternity. Oh, God, oh, yeah. I can't imagine those this first couple months, months and, especially, <laughs> um, I, I, to me, the most interesting thing about it as we've, as we've moved forward, one, just the constant changes and we've had to kind of adjust and adapt. And I, I, pro, I, I, pro, I, don't want to use the word pivot, but I will. Oh, please do because everybody uses the word. Pivot. It's one of those COVID uh, words yes. that gets so
1: overused. Yes,
2: absolutely. We should name those. We should have you a should. top 10. Um, but i think what's been as amazing to me is, uh you know as we were in the the thick of this the height of the pandemic i think we all just were looking for that silver bullet that's going to get us out of it and what what's that going to be and, and, you know, they kept talking about vaccine. Well, that's, that could take a couple of years. Remember that mm-hmm. when they first yeah. started? Well, that could be two or three years. And we're like, holy cow, are we really going to be doing this for that long? I
1: mean, nobody had been through this before. So there were a lot of question marks.
2: Yeah. And, and so then when the vaccine came out and got approved and, and turned out to be effective, I think we were all going, wow, this is great. We will we'll be back. We've got a pathway back. Who would have thought that it would have become so divisive? over over time. And right. uh, it's just really interesting to me. And and even the live business is kind of a microcosm of that. We, we have artists that don't want any restrictions. We want artists that want masking. We have artists that want everybody to have a vaccine. Uh, it's all over the board. It is. And, and who would have thought of that? And so the live business has kind of become uh, what, what we're seeing nationally in terms of, of that 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 just kind of back and forth, and who would have thought that when when we were last summer looking at this vaccine, going hallelujah, here we here we yeah. go, we're off to the races. I mean, we're not going to talk about the political
1: part of this, I just but did. It, I so bet it's, it's too late. No, in, in vague terms, in vague terms, but yeah. you do get artists like Eric Clapton who won't play anywhere if there's a mandate, and mm-hmm. then you get uh, James Taylor and Jackson Brown or Twenty One Pilots that, and and others, Michael Buble and and a whole bunch want that proof of vaccination. That's actually becoming or or proof of. Uh, a negative test within 72 hours usually yeah. that's becoming more of the norm coming up well, too don't you think As this well Delta variant continues and,
2: yeah and you have, you have you know republican governors and democratic go- and they're and democrat governors they're all they're all looking at it differently um but i think you're right taking the politics out of it the pragmatic part for us as venues is is being able to be nimble enough and yes. make the adjustments yes. from uh, from show to show, and and I think the most challenging part of that is communicating with our fans because yeah. uh, trying to help them understand what to expect on any given night is True. is a challenge. It
1: is, and I like uh, we we need to educate them that we are nimble. I just like that word. Yeah, it is. But it is good nimble. Yeah, I mean that's a big yeah. part of our responsibility right now is to educate our our fans and guests on like, because each event could be different. There's a core, and, and maybe we can touch on that a little bit. There's a core. Uh, bullet points of what people need to get used to: mobile ticketing, cashless, sure. uh, uh, masking at this present time, and so on. But the the proof of vaccination, all that is going to vary from show to show.
2: Well, but we should be clear: the the the, the mobile ticketing and, and the the cashless, we were heading down that road. We were. We were talking pandemic. about that. We've been talking yeah. about that yes. for a while. Yeah, and, and this kind of accelerated it. But heck, two years later, we we probably would have been there by now anyway. That's um, true. So I, I don't want to uh point to the pandemic for that um because i think that was just the way of the future and we were back policies
0: another thing right yeah yes
2: yes bag policy we've been moving towards that with the stadium and at the at
0: nationwide as well yeah Mm mm-hmm It's such a. It's such a. We were. I was talking with the rest of the marketing team earlier today about. It's such a tough time. You mean, you're talking to yourself. (laughs) 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 I try to make it sound big, right? It's just. I had an hour long call with Leslie today. uh, But we were talking about, you know, how we miss just being able to communicate about the fun, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So because there's a lot of communication now that is needed for every event to kind of make sure people are up to date as to what's happening because every event is a little bit different and we're seeing. You know, uh, you know, a show going on sale in March, and immediately the request, the questions come in. Well, what's going to be the restrictions in March? Right. I, you know, and, I, honestly,
1: I wish I knew. And that's part of the education to know that this is. A, here's a word that I use all the time when I do TV, and I'm it's, ready. It's a fluid situation. Fluid situation, situation so absolutely. What, what we say today could. Possibly change tomorrow, depending what on does that, what
2: does that mean when I you know, say fluid. I know it's like saying What's, the word moist, I don't really care for it's it. It's like yeah. when you
1: have a well
0: scripted <laughs> podcast, and all of a sudden somebody stops in unexpectedly. Yeah, it's oh. a fluid situation, messes up the flow. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but no, I mean, and that's part of the education is, is I just say, This is what I know right now. And before you come to the event, check out your event on our website at shotnsteincenter.com or nationwidearena.com. And click on more info, which is under every event, and you'll get up to date. Yeah, it, again, happening. yeah, well,
0: there, everything, everything is subject to change, yep. right? I mean, more yep. than ever. But what's great, what's great, and we're going to touch on this again in a moment, I know yep. you want to take a break here, but is... The fact that the fun is still here. When you are at an event, when you are at Guns N' Roses, or you are at WWE,
1: or you are at Eric Church, the electricity in the building is back, and yeah. that's that's what's fun. Yeah, let's talk about that in just a moment. And also, I want to ask you what you learned over the past eighteen months, and then we'll talk about some of uh, I the shows some, I that get, I learned some good stuff that we presented <laughs> recently too, and talk about some of that fun because it was clearly evident with some of our fans, and we'll talk about that coming up. Okay.
0: Tony and Emmy Award winning artist, Ben Platt. The Reverie Tour. Schottenstein Center, March 9th, 2022. Ben Platt with special guest, Jake Wesley Rogers. Get tickets now at benplattmusic.com. Ben Platt, produced by AEG Presents.
2: Athleta presents Gold
0: Over America Tour, starring Simone Biles, Jay, Lori, Jordan, Grace, Michaela, and an
2: all-star team of champion gymnasts. October 19th, Nationwide Arena. Athleta presents Gold Over America Tour.
0: From the world stage to your hometown. Tickets on sale now at goldoveramericatour.com.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Julian Zeus-McClurkin with the world-famous Harlem Globe and you're listening to A Real Game Winner, the Arena Guy's Backstage Pass podcast with Gary, the Arena Guy, and Dave Riddleberger. Thank you, Zeus, one of our favorites, and the Globe are coming back. They're coming back in December, and Zeus has promised me that he will come in studio with us in on one of our next. Oh, podcasts.
0: very cool! You know, he's so, he's just a great guy, he is. Uh, a great ambassador for the Globe Trotters and Columbus, Ohio,
1: and Columbus, Ohio. And he holds a few Guinness World Records too.
0: Speaking of Columbus, Ohio, I see you wearing a T-shirt here from our hometown boys, Twenty One Pilots. Not one, not two, but three shows coming three up this shows. month.
1: Man, you are jumping ahead. Um. Well,
0: I just wanted to point out your shirt. <laughs> I know you get upset if I
1: don't point out your shirt. I know it's yeah. it's part part of the wardrobe. It's part of the wardrobe budget.
2: You kind of got jeans that match the shirt today too. So I'm, I'm yeah so all black today. Pretty impressive. But yeah,
1: no Twenty One Pilots. We're very excited about them. Let's talk about them coming up in just a moment. Before yeah. we talk about some of the shows uh, that we've already presented since we've resumed. What with, with with COVID, I think we've all learned a lot. We've worked from home. We've Uh, Learned how to do different things. And and what have you, Dave, learned from this over the past 18 months?
0: You know, the the biggest thing I learned is, uh, you know, that I like to work alone. (laughs) 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 No, you do. You know, it, it has been an adjustment, right? Because at home, you can be so productive. Right, and so yeah, I think we all got a lot better at working from home and accessing stuff. So all of a sudden now, coming as we're coming back into the arenas, and all of a sudden somebody stops in, you know, at you know eight forty-five on a Monday morning, and hey, how how was your weekend? And oh, hey, you know what I thought of since I walked by. And so all of a sudden, it's a readjustment period. So I learned how to be antisocial, and now I'm I'm slowly we're trying to get back into uh, uh, this whole thing of coming to big meetings and and that kind of fun, uh, but it's it's a. It's a, it's a challenge, but I definitely learned you learn a lot about yourself because you at that point had to be self-motivated.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jules, the arena dog, you know, she was used to me leaving in the morning and coming back at night and she looked at me funny for a long time. I think she threw like canine parties during the day because she kept looking at me like you're cramping my style. What are you doing here? So that's fine. But I learned that my ears are uneven by wearing masks. <laughs> there,
0: I had never known. I'm trying yeah. to now. You, you have headphones on, so I can't, yeah. I can't visualize them, um, but
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, I'm going back to that last comment. I, th- I think you've experienced cramping your their style every woman that's ever been in your life, pretty well, much, right? That, yeah, so. that's very true. But that's, that's, a, whole that's podcast, a whole other yeah. podcast. <laughs> yes. yeah. that's a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a mini series. <laughs> but uh, very, <laughs> very many. Zen, <laughs> let me water. ask you. You
0: know, from, from you know from, from your side of it. You know, when you look at you know 19 months ago to where you are today, if you could whisper to yourself some little bit of advice
2: as you were heading into this what what did you what would you have told yourself well i i i think not knowing the the length of it um was probably the biggest stressor I mean people say well you know you guys don't have any events going on what what are you doing well I think I was busier than I've ever been (laughs) um just just with all the cancellations and all the relationships and contracts we have that or postponements postponements yeah just (laughs) um everything trying to figure out the best way to take care of staff and um you know the the very fluid situation I I, you know if it was I, I guess if it was one thing it would be uh, if you knew the end, where the end of the tunnel was, there may be some things you'd do differently. But the reality is, you didn't know the end, and so I, I, I think just being taking things slow and deliberate, and really thinking through things, and thinking where you want to come out the other end, there may be a few things I'd do different. We spend so
0: much time planning for possibilities. Mm-hmm. That, you know, everybody, you know, you wanted that concrete answer, but there were so many possible, we had so many meetings of, well, if this happens, this, but there was so much that was just unknown,
2: right? And the whole in some
1: ways, it's still going on. Absolutely. I mean, we're resuming with shows, but this is by no means over. So we're still kind of adapting.
2: Well, I figure when he asked you what you learned during the pandemic, you probably learned that People, there's a lot of different ways that people know it, how to spit into a cup, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. You know,
0: you mentioned that, and it, and it, and it's it's absolutely true. Is a lot of us found ourselves in unusual territory. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. kind of was in an unfamiliar place, but a lot of us uh, who work at the uh, the arena here at the Schottenstein Center and uh, um, ended up working for Ohio State, uh, doing different things along with COVID testing.
2: But but critical functions that, that uh, you know, it, it was not easy. It was difficult all the way around. But certainly being able to, to chip in doing something that was critical to the operation of the university. Uh, and, you know, the building itself becoming the vaccination center, I think, was a, a cool way that the arenas served the community. So we tried to keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, the staff that that worked all that, boy, a lot of hardship. Yeah. Um, and and we really do appreciate those efforts that they went through.
1: And Dave was one of those people. Uh, mm-hmm. Explain what you, what you did, because so, for yeah. several months you were giving a new purpose to really help. I mean, it was a critical time and important function.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of folks here at the, at the shot who who stepped up, you know, in, in this window of uncertainty to go over mm-hmm. and help run the university's COVID testing facility. Uh, and, and when I say run it, I mean, you know, actually getting our hands dirty and in and, and a time when we had been... So many of us locked down with only seeing our families for six months. Obviously, there's a, there's a joy of getting out that first time. But we were out there, and we were seeing at times 20,000, 30,000 people a week through wow. a facility on campus that would come through and basically spit in a tube. Right. And so there were times where you're monitoring, you know, all of a sudden now you're working in a medical capacity where you're watching people and you're trying to look at that. They have enough volume in their tube. And is the color correct? And have they have they done things the right way? Is the sample contaminated? Mm. And, you know, and you've got to deal with that. So you're wearing rubber gloves and face masks. And uh, and it was, you know, all of a sudden now you're working, you know, eight hours a day on your feet, on concrete floors, watching people spit in tubes, and it became the new norm. It really, the first couple days, you're watching people spit in tubes for eight hours. It's weird, but real quick, it becomes the norm, except, the exception was if it was somebody I knew. When somebody I knew came in, I just, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have somebody else watch you spit in your tube, because I just, <laughs> I just, it, just got, it got too weird and personal for me at that point. But you're absolutely right, is that there was a feeling like, you know what, when, you know, we look back on this uh, when our feet have had the chance to recover. You're going to feel like, you know, you actually did something, you know, of value during that window. And you're going to have uh, uh, it was it was satisfying to feel like, you know, because sometimes we were at home and I'm sure there were points uh, where we all felt a little lost. And being part of a team and working towards a goal and trying to feel like you are taking those steps to make uh, Ohio State and,
1: and, and Columbus a safer place. uh felt it was very there was a fulfilling side to it. And uh, Shots at the Shot, that's what we called it. The Wexner Medical Center uh, was a vaccination site here at the Shot, uh, administered over 220,000 shots. The governor uh, proclaimed the Schottenstein Center operation as the gold standard of vaccination sites in the state of Ohio, which was really cool. We got coverage of CBS and CNN. uh, One of the first Johnson & Johnson vaccines were administered here. I mean, when you look back on the history of the Schottenstein Center, that may be the biggest or one of the biggest events in our entire history. Yeah, Garth
0: Brooks and then vaccines, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> one and two. But, but so Garth I mean,
1: Brooks did six days. We did like three or four months or whatever it
2: was. It was,
0: it was. I mean, I got my I got my vaccine here, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember walking through, and all of a sudden you're walking through the concourse of the Schottenstein Center where you've been for all these concerts and uh, amazing memories of events. And all of a sudden it had a very different feel. And we're doing blood drives over at Nationwide Arena as well and doing some neat stuff there. But with the shot actually stepping up and, and uh, becoming, that vaccination site was, was just a great chance to be part of the community, a true part. And I know venues all across America really enjoyed that. Both venues continue. I wish we didn't have to do it, but we're glad we
1: had, had, a, had a chance to play the part. Oh, I'm glad. Both, both venues continue to be community assets, really, even during this, uh, as they say, challenging time. <laughs> um, I remember going back to the first uh, Blue Jackets game, 25% capacity, and uh, you and I were both there. It was actually emotional. Yeah. Uh, we were standing together when
0: the uh, when Leo stepped out to play the national, sing the national anthem. Yeah. Did you hug? And no. Well, no. well,
1: you almost wanted to, yeah. because it we hadn't hosted an event of any kind with with fans since March.
0: And I do remember I got teary-eyed, <clears throat> uh, as I did uh, when I came backstage at Eric Church, uh, and I walked in in the back of house and people where we were setting up for a concert. I emo- it emotionally <clears throat> hit me in a very strong place that this is. Uh, such an important thing to so many people. And, you know, when we had uh, just that feeling of, of the return to live is what we keep calling it, right? But that feeling of the return to live, it, it definitely carries some emotions with it. And that Blue Jackets game was our first kind of dipping our toe into that water.
1: And uh, since we're talking about the Blue Jackets, their home opener October 14th, if you listen to this uh, before that, uh, that's exciting because uh, full, full capacity, yeah, just coming right up. Let's talk about Monster Jam, our first entertainment event with fans. Since March of 2020. Yeah, we've done so many
0: monster jams over the years, right, that you almost take it for granted. Oh, it's monster truck time again. It's that time of year. But this actually being a, a very special one that, you know, the, the engines, said that the sound of the engines I heard just really warmed a lot of hearts that day.
1: Yep, and uh, <laughs> after the performance, we did dirt angels. A few of us did. For
0: people who haven't seen the visual, explain what a dirt
1: angel well, is. Go to, you know how you do snow angels. Yeah. After, uh, let's see, we were setting up the floor, uh, the dirt on the floor for the event and uh Mike Gatto our general manager over there at Nationwide Arena and uh, I say over there because we're recording this at the Seanstein Center but uh, myself and a few other people did actually a version of Snow Angels in the dirt to celebrate the return to events and check it out it's on the Arena Guy Facebook page and it's gotten a, a bajillion views but but yeah. you
2: wouldn't have done that if it was the rodeo
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of thankful the rodeo was not the first show back <laughs> so that was really cool monster jam uh and eric church then 560 days you
0: 560 know, days where
1: I'm, i'll be so happy when we don't have to do the countdown anymore right. i mentioned how many days it will but 560 days uh from O'Shea to eric church at nationwide arena and man that that was uh, it's called the Gather Again Tour, which was very very appropriate, appropriate yeah. And uh, and it was a full house, full capacity, and being in the round too, yeah, right.
0: It really you could feel the community there, and and you and I stood together as the doors first opened up, right, and the and the fans came in, yeah, uh, and then uh, and and just you saw the excitement of the the return to and,
1: live. And uh, Eric Church was excited too, and he made this announcement to the crowd during his concert.
2: First one, how do you- I was reminded when I walked out here. It's been 560 days.
0: So we got a lot of making up to do tonight. And he did, right? He (laughs) did. He delivered on that promise. I got to tell you, one of. to use one of his own songs, a Springsteen-esque performance from Eric Church, right? <laughs> yeah. Because he played for three-plus hours. It was a late night, and I, I forget how many songs it was, but it was an amazing
1: set list. It was, in high energy. Uh, there ain't a guy, as uh, as he, as I speak in the third person, <laughs> uh, went out and talked to the fans, and the fans were just truly excited to be back for shows as well, and uh, captured some of that excitement on video. Let's go! so pumped, I can't even contain my excitement. This is huge. What, what makes him the act that you want to see over and over again? Uh, the songs, him, uh, the people that you meet here. Uh, it's like one big family. He is amazing. If you haven't seen him, you've got to see him at least once. Nina has seen 50 Eric Church shows. Tonight will be your 50th, correct?
0: 50. It is. At, to my calculations, it is. I'm like super excited. I'm with my people. I'm seeing Eric Church. I'm in another state. You know? I mean, what's there not to be excited about?
1: And they were very excited, especially that, that, that first group you heard was what, uh, Adam, what was it, about 10 or 12 uh, guys from uh, various places around the country, and they were all buddies, and they were just having a great time. I had just a little bit of enthusiasm, as you heard.
0: Yeah, I know. It's absolutely right. And, and that, that feeling for that return to live, right? That, that concert, you know, I've never gone 18 months without being at a concert. I know. Right? So to be there when the lights went down and the crowd was going crazy, uh, it was a
1: historic moment at Nationwide Arena. It really was. And then 579 days. And let's see here. We've got this right here. Here's a little prop. Uh, if you uh, watch us on YouTube. You can um, see the props. You can see this. <laughs> this is an Ohio State jersey. Uh, 579, and we actually presented Eric Church with a jersey that had 560 right. on it, uh, but this jersey right here says 579 because that was the number of days between Winter Jam in February of 2020 to Guns N' Roses um, on September 23rd, 579 days between shows. So uh, this is uh, – well, yeah. yeah, people are going to ask why doesn't Axel have it right now, but – it's a nice replica jersey.
2: I, I thought that was the number of days since you'd actually cooked a meal at your house.
1: <laughs> oh, it's longer than that. <laughs> I make a mean bowl of raisin bran, let me tell you. I can fix it without the flakes getting too soggy. You know,
0: we are lucky enough that we actually spend a lot of time at both arenas. Yeah. But a lot of the staff, that was their first event, right? Because the Liz Schottenstein Center staff doesn't necessarily work at nationwide arena. So there were a lot of being there for the first for both groups yeah. was was really special. And another night, right, where the energy was ridiculous. It
1: was ridiculous and they were amazing. They really were. And when they went into Sweet Child of Mine, y'all, it was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> and people uh, were waiting for that song. Of course, Welcome to Jungle and everything else. But one of the, the really cool surprises of that whole show was uh, Mammoth with... Uh, Mammoth W V H. Yes, with Wolfgang. With Wolfgang Van Halen, and they were awesome. Yeah, this is you know Eddie and Valerie's son, right? Uh, B- <laughs> Valerie Burton you know, Oh, you're on a first name basis with him. Uh,
0: star of uh, what the uh, Kids Baking Championship, right? So, uh, uh, but she, but it's it's weird because people don't remember that she and Eddie were married. You know, there are a lot of right. folks that have don't don't recall that. And so for him to be on stage, I'm telling you, it was a great way to start the night. When that when he took the stage and uh, you know and we got a little. Van Halen style or heavier rock coming out of the speakers and the crowd it was it was again just that feeling of we're we're back here at the shot
1: really I mean the novelty of him being Eddie Van Halen's son was cool enough but when they actually were like really really good extra bonus and really got you fired up for Guns N' Roses for sure absolutely and then uh, we did WWE our last event it was the fourth entertainment events since the lockdown so we're we're back and resuming but WWE had a great energy as well it was a, court,
0: a pay-per-view right how lucky were we here in Columbus to be able to host an event that was shared with the world Right. And so did not you know, kick it off with such a, such a huge event, uh, so many of the WWE stars were here in the, in the arena, and it was just great to have that, that feeling of excitement as they came back and, and very different uh, you know, than the concerts, but something else that we had taken for granted because we do a couple of WWE events every year, yeah. right? So now all of a sudden to be seeing it with a fresh set of eyes, uh, it was electric.
1: Let's uh, take a, a break and, and highlight a couple of upcoming events. we well, I mean, come I go, back.
2: I had one quick comment, okay, yeah. just in case. You, yeah, Dave probably remembers you may not have been here, but uh, Wolfgang also played with Van Halen yes. the last time they they played the shot. The, at his last time here. Yeah, it was on the tour with with David Lee Roth, right? Yes. So it was
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh, neat to see him. He yeah. kind of took Michael Anthony's spot yeah, uh, that on one. that tour. And uh, David Lee Roth just announced he's retor- retiring from touring. Uh, and yeah. not gonna do. He's gonna do a couple of last shows. Uh, in uh, Vegas, but then he's done. And it was kind of mysterious the way the whole thing sounded, right? Yeah,
1: I think his voice retired about 10 years ago, but yeah.
0: he continued <laughs> to perform. But that <laughs> show that show, that <laughs> night here at The Shot, <laughs> if you were here, man, again, another
1: uh, another great moment of, of rock history. Yeah, so let, let's uh, let's highlight a couple of upcoming events. And then when we come back, uh, Adam is, uh, producer Adam is not prepared for this, and neither are, are we. But let's uh, have him ask us a couple of trivia questions before we talk about... Uh, Some upcoming events at both arenas. All right, I'm ready. We'll do that. Let's do it. Coming up Global Pop Superstar, Dua Lipa, live in concert. Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia Tour 2022. Shot in Steen Center, Saturday, February 26th.
2: With special guests Caroline Polachek and Lolo Zouai. Get tickets now at livenation.com. The phenomenal album, Future Nostalgia, is available to stream and download everywhere. Check more at dualipa.com.
0: Hey guys, this is UFC welterweight the immortal Matt Brown. You're listening to the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and
1: Dave Red L. Berger. It's always great to visit with Dave Red L. Berger. Of course, Iconic. he's a martial arts guy, which maybe he. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Hey, we're getting a little bonus, a little baby. A little preview of something to come a up preview, a later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that coming up. Did, in fairness, uh, producer intern Adam did not know we were going to do this, so it's, so it's been it's been a toes. day like that. It's
0: been a day like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This is live, so it's it's absolutely you're right. the what we it's do. Really. So let's do. Uh, how many did you pull there? I grabbed three. Okay, so we've got three terrific questions. I will swear to you. Uh, I have not looked at these because, Dave, you know, I, I like surprises <laughs> and things and not, you know. Is this history, geography? What, what's the music. category? Oh, it's oh, not oh, ge- oh, okay. Well, geography. okay. all right. got to make sure it's one of the pink tiles. It's music, and so we'll just go against each other real quick, and then we'll run down and know what's coming up at both arenas. All right. Adam, Let's take see. it away. All right. Question number one. Which artist had a huge hit with I Just Called to Say I Love You? Oh. S- uh, one Stevie, of our favorites. Stevie Wonder. One of
0: our favorites, right? Easy yeah. He's yeah,
1: one of our favorites. He Stevie Wonder is awesome magical night magical, magical, night. magical. magical night yeah it's classic. he sang songs in the key of life that's for sure did. <laughs> <Yeah>, absolutely <laughs> that yeah. was and the that tour is, he did every yeah. song on that album yeah it was it was a, it was a special night. I remember afterwards on that show uh, he had a small meet and greet with some people that I don't know how they got back there, but we were back there and there was this kid. He must have been like 12 or 13 years old who met Stevie and he's sitting at his keyboard. He had a keyboard set up and people just came up and took a picture with him and he just played. Yeah. And, but the kid said to him, I am so uh, heartbroken that you didn't uh, play Sign sealed, delivered. And he mm. said, heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the word was heartbroken, but it was something, something like really that. Yeah. That, that seemed a little odd, but he did not really sing it. It was hits other than that album. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. It though. was a fun night. It was okay. a fun night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next question. We're looking good, one for one. All right, question number two. Who released the song Hot Stuff in oh, 1979? Donna Summer. Donna Summer, yeah. You got I it.
0: had a comb in the 1970s. I don't know if you remember this, there was a, a trend where you would have the big oversized comb in <laughs> the mid-1970s, you would stick it in your back pocket, and the, the handle of the comb would be big enough for a fun saying, mine said Hot Stuff.
1: that's awesome this question was 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 because (laughs) that that uh was your description of yourself or absolutely yes. in the 70s (laughs) yes i think it was eight never saw donna summer perform
0: never did either no i didn't and i i I was very uh sad when she passed because it was definitely one of those artists that you forget how many hits she had
1: oh my gosh during the let's say late 70s number one hit after number one hit and she was the queen of disco it's
2: amazing question number three question number three let's see if we
1: can go 100 percent. yeah all right, Lost Without You was a hit single for which of these artists? Lost Without You? Which of these artists? Okay. Yes, you have options. We're yeah. looking at Avicii, Sam Smith, Robin Thicke, or Megan Trainor. I don't know. I bet you know this. I bet you know this. Is know it Megan Trainor? It is not Is Meghan it Trainor. Avicii? It is not. <laughs> 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 tough, tough. 2 for 3 is not so bad. The answer is Robin Thicke. Robin okay. Thicke. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, good old Robin Thicke. Now, well done. the, the mass singer is he a so, mass singer? He? Yeah. He's a judge. He's a judge on oh, the Mass no singer. way. All yeah. right. We Adam, thank you very much. Well done and, uh, guys. We get thank back you to your post, will it. you? You can <laughs> tell yeah. which You embarrass me. You can tell which decade we might specialize in. <laughs> 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 but, but no, Adam, that was fun. And and you know what? The arena guy is gonna start doing trivia on a regular basis on uh Arena Guy's social media. I like that, I like uh, that on the acts that we do I love and, love and, good music and It might introduce some um, uh, fun facts about some of the opening acts, too, that a lot of people don't really know about. So that's kind of a preview of what the arena guy will be doing coming up. But, uh, uh, Adam, keep those in your possession so I can't uh, look <laughs> at them. And no one can accuse me of looking at them. But we might uh, do a few of those in future podcasts. Yes. All right. So um, I, I thought I'd say, too, real quickly that uh, one of the things I learned uh, from COVID was that I got a real clear view of what most people's ceilings look like. Because oh, yeah. of Zoom, people uh, the
0: Zoom backgrounds that people choose—not the virtual ones—but how people choose to position their camera, there could have been
1: a whole etiquette class on that. Oh my gosh! If Adam framed video like most people do on their Zooms, he would <laughs> be looking for another. Yeah, no, of, I'm just kidding. I'm a, lot just
0: kidding. Of, a lot of lot up, of up nose shots of people yeah. eating, eating their lunches
1: and eating in front of the camera and then watching them chew. Oh, God. And uh, you you see like three quarters of the screen is the ceiling and uh, the back wall is like a lot of full forehead and a lot of forehead. So you and I, we were perfectly
0: framed. <laughs> well, you ended up <laughs> doing a lot of TV stuff via zoom.
1: You know what I right? did? Uh, since, uh, my last live TV pre COVID was February of 2020. Did about eight months on zoom or more, and then did one in the studio. We were resuming. And then a few weeks later, this Delta variant took, and then they took away all in studio guests. Again, we're back to zoom. So over the past, uh, Nineteen months or so. One in studio, the rest on Zoom. So at home, I created my own little studio. Yes, you did. Yeah, with the Ring Guy logo and everything, and and uh, they always said, hey. Arena guy, I have to give you props. You know how to brand. I said, well, yeah, that's what I do. That's <laughs> what we do. It's what we do. <laughs> so let's talk about coming up. Maybe let's talk about the shot first.
0: Yeah, sure. We can do that. Uh, you know, there's so many great events coming up, uh, starting off with uh, October 14th. Uh, Dude Perfect is yeah. back. And, and you know. A
1: lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's one of the funnest shows a couple years ago when we did them. And a lot of people didn't know what this show would be like because they're – I mean, we we all know what they've done on YouTube and everything, but what will a 90-minute or two-hour show look like? It was so much fun.
0: It was a lot of fun, and it was a great family fun night. It was so many dads here. You know, you oftentimes you know with the with the Disney shows or you know, a lot of times it's it's mom bringing the kids. Uh, but dude, perfect! Uh, it was a, a big uh, dad joining joining mom in a lot of cases, but dad and the kids coming out for the show, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to have that back here in a couple of weeks. And coming up on the 28th of October, uh, you know we have we actually have a, a kind of a split attention that night, if you will, uh, here on the uh, campus of Ohio State in this area because at the Schottenstein Center we have Little Baby and Friends, yep. uh, which is a, a full night. Uh, we're calling it a, the Boo Bash. Uh, it's going to
1: be a, a just a, a, a great night. Can I say the opening acts because I think people who know me would laugh? Oh, I would love to hear you say would, the opening would acts. Laugh yes, at me yes. saying yes. these names, including Adam here <laughs> with uh, Little Baby and Friends. The friends include Gunna. Yep. Uh, Moosky. Yep. <laughs> 42 Doug and uh, Murray.
0: It's going to be a fun night. It's so. going to be a fun night. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great lineup uh, and that is October 28th and at the same time a very different crowd in a show that we are also helping uh, uh, put on uh, over at Mershon Auditorium That's right. which I bet you can introduce this artist.
1: Well uh, we all know him as one of the greatest actors out there Kevin Costner Yeah, and with his band Modern West and what a lot of people don't realize is that Kevin Costner started out in the entertainment world as a musician and acting was his plan B. And so he got into acting, had a little bit of success in the beginning and then he just took off. And now he's one of our greatest actors and he's on the number one streamed TV show out right now called Yellowstone. Yeah, this is the tales from Yellowstone tour picked up uh, for its fourth season. And, uh, he describes his music as Americana and, uh, it, uh, has themes of, uh, the content of the T V series. So it's very kind of Western Americana in feel. And what I've seen so far is is really fun, really excellent. Plus You know, just seeing somebody like Kevin Costner on stage. It's like Kevin Bacon does the same thing, Yeah, right, but it's fun. It's just just kind of fun, kind of cool.
0: It's fun. Uh, That show, by the way, we talk a lot about visiting our websites, but that one, of course, being at Mershon, just go to Ticketmaster.com if you're interested in tickets uh, for that one. So definitely excited about that.
1: And what's cool about that is that uh, we're a part of Columbus Arena Sports and Entertainment. We call it CASE where it's uh, primarily the Schottenstein Center Nationwide Arena. But, of course, we also do shows anywhere else that uh, anywhere they we, we can put them. We could, somebody's garage, if they would have his The garage pick. is somebody's stadium, yeah. right? So it's a little bit of everything. Ohio Stadium uh, in the summer, we usually do one, two, three shows uh, or a Mershon Auditorium or who knows where yeah. else. So. Uh, we are not just limited to the arenas. So then coming up uh, November 11th.
0: Lauren Daigle, you mentioned her earlier, yeah. right? This show feels, is one of those shows that feels like uh, we've been talking about it for two years, and it's probably because we have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she has been uh, rescheduled a few times yeah, due but to the uncertainty of COVID. A
0: very uh, loyal fan base. The uh, show's selling really well, so if you do want tickets. Uh, but Lauren Daigle's first uh, big world tour. Uh, and we have some great video footage we posted on our YouTube channel too. So uh, that one, November eleventh. Yep,
1: the War and Treaty as the opening act. They're really good too. I did.
0: I did check them out because yeah. I, I like to go and just like check out a few songs. And that's one where I stuck around for the War and the Treaty. Uh, uh, just
1: a a lot, a lot of fun. Great, yeah. my, great opener act. On. Uh uh, December seventeenth, is that right? I yep, right? December seventeenth. You couldn't tell if there was the seventh or seventeenth. December seventeenth for King and Country. A funny thing about them, they're they're outstanding, by the way, Grammy award-winning uh, duo. But uh, in my reports that I I do for for our. Uh, office. Uh, I would put four king and country, and the four is the F and four is lowercase. lowercase. And so I would put that in my reports and the person proofing it would either take the word four out or they would capitalize the F. <laughs> it's not the that big of a deal, but it was like, all right, it you does don't know who happen. They are. It does, but you should know who day. they are. Yeah. Little drummer boy. And they're doing a Christmas show, which is nice. Christmas show, which is always good, and they're they're kind of known for their Christmas tour and and album. They just recently had uh, a, a number one song called "God Only Knows," and later on for one of the awards shows, uh, Dolly Parton uh, joined them for that song. Yes, it was amazing. It was, a, and then they recorded also something else, but. But uh, that was really pretty cool.
0: That shows a Friday night, too, so definitely uh, we'll have a lot of families here for uh, Forking and Country, December
1: 17th. And then on December 29th, uh, our annual tradition... Two shows of the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters.
0: Always one of my favorites, and I've seen them pretty much every time they come through town. I go every year, so I have really look forward to them returning. They have, in this downtime, kind of revisited. This is what they tell us, right? That they've kind of thought, hey, how can we make this better and uh, do some new things? So definitely curious to see what the uh, Globetrotters take to the
1: court with here at the shot on the, uh, the 29th. Well, it, the Globetrotters may have been the first entertainment event I ever saw as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I don't want to date myself. For a lot of people, though, I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. But my parents took me to see the Globetrotters and Curly Neal, and uh, who, oddly enough, like later on, I would work with him, which was so weird because he was one of the uh, the cartoon and everything. Those people
0: that you connected with from your childhood are always some of the the Uh, the, the biggest folks.
1: so impactful. So the Globetrotters
0: in. So the next show after that is uh, Dua Lipa uh, for the Schottenstein Center. So Dua Lipa uh, is coming, and this show is selling like wildfire. It's a February 26th, 2022 show, and uh, we are very excited about that one.
1: It's the future nostalgia tour. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Then coming up on the 27th of February, Tyler the Creator.
0: Yeah, Tyler the Creator is one of these shows that uh, it's the right time for the right artist, right? He is is hot right now and uh, definitely uh, excited to
1: see what he does here at the Schottenstein Center. You know, Dan Warwick, the... uh, uh, legendary singer 60s 70s a few hits in the 80s she is like the got the biggest following on twitter right now because she's like this older person tweeting about current acts and said tyler the creator why does he have to say he's the creator <laughs> or chance <laughs> did the rapper
0: that. i just said she's great on social media she's chance a great the rapper follow-up.
1: why does he have to say he's a rapper yeah. <laughs> do i have to should i be called dion the singer so she's she's hilarious what? so tyler the creator that'll that'll be a fun show
0: call me if you get lost or
1: yeah Coming up is one of my favorites, uh, producer Adam as well, uh, Ben Platt. Uh, been a big fan of his for a long time. Uh, he won a Tony Award for Dear Evan Hansen. I've seen the show twice, not with him in it, but I can easily picture him in it. And he will be here in concert on March 9th.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's one of those uh, uh, different kind of shows, right, that you Wow, that's that's happening here at the scene Center. But yeah, we'd love to reach out and do some of those things, like kind of when we had Hugh Jackman uh, here. And uh, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what Ben does live.
1: He's a great artist. His newest CD is out. Uh, you having Evan Hansen, the movie, uh, opened, what, about two weeks ago? Which you will
0: say, you will say it was better than a lot of the reviews.
1: I would say there are two crowds uh, with that movie. The critics don't don't seem to care for it. Uh, Because Ben Platt's 28 years old, he's playing a high school kid, and they don't like what he did to appear younger. I will say that the movie is. Have you seen uh, (laughs) Grease? Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Olivia (laughs) Newton John was like 40 years old when she was playing a a high school tramp, really. Right. And uh, John Travolta wasn't, she was older than him, and they were basically adults playing high school kids. So, you know, I, I compare it to like The Lion King. When you go see The Lion King on Broadway, where it's a bunch of costumes and you see the people's head. Uh, you know it's the, not the a lion made. singing to you. Yeah, about <laughs> five minutes into it, you forget right. that you're seeing the face of a human being there. And, and it's, uh, you get used to it. Uh, and who else could play Evan Hansen than him? He originated right. the role. So it was like his last opportunity to do it at his age. And uh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. The, the crowds, the, the regular ticket buyers, like it a lot more than the critics do. The critics, they need something to uh, complain about. But it's emotional. And uh, it's every bit as good as the Broadway musical, and uh, the movie musical is outstanding. So I will tell you that it's it's really good. Well, Just ben And Ben's a great performer, so I can't wait for uh, that uh, March 9th show. Two albums. He was in the Book of Mormon as well, and uh, his new movie is called—I love the title. So I wrote it down because his, his new movie coming out soon is called The People We Hate at a Wedding. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I could do it. I could make a little list there for you. Yeah, and uh, Politician on Netflix is one of the top uh, streamed uh, TV shows, series as well, and he was nominated for some awards for that. So Ben Platt coming up on March 9th. And uh, does that? No, we still got got April 9th. April 9th, uh, Alt-J in Portugal.
0: Period. The man, right? Uh, Portugal. The man. Uh, there, uh, and that—that that is. There's a lot of buzz for this show. Uh, our friends from uh, uh, what used to be CD 101, but CD 92, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being a part of this show, and and that—that's going to be a, a
1: great night of music here. Well, Al is one of the hottest British bands out there, and they're—they've had more than two billion streams of their music. Two if billion. You, if you not don't million, know, not thousand, but billion. If you
0: don't know, it's one of those bands you're going to go. Oh, and then you go and you you, you hit, pull it up on Spotify. And, oh, I do know that song. Right. Oh, I know that song too. So definitely that'll be a fun night.
1: And coming up next is an ump and comer that uh, I don't know if many people have heard of, but uh, we're going to take a chance and hope he can do well in the arena setting. April 12th.
0: Yeah, this one's this one's a long shot, and, and we hope some fans show up. Yeah. Sir Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, on, the, on the 16th year of the farewell yeah, tour.
1: <laughs> part of it, uh, well, um, one, it started out being the longest farewell tour Plan. By plan, plan, by design. By As design. opposed to Kiss, that their first farewell tour is 1999 and they're still doing it. And Cher, who says she's done and then she does it again. This was planned. And this was supposed to be a three-year like three tour. And then yeah. COVID got in, in in the way. And so uh, it's the the U.S. dates were rescheduled for after the European and U.K. dates. So he didn't have to reschedule all of those. So that meant two years. And now he, he uh, performed, he opened the uh, Global Citizen uh, Charity Concert. Uh, the other day, last week, uh, in front of the Eiffel Tower, that was his last performance before before he has uh, some surgery. And so those dates got pushed back, but that only affects the U.K. dates. <laughs> and so April 12, 2022, Elton John will be back. Farewell Yellow Brick Road. i already told, you know, you and I are in this business. We don't sit down and see many shows. Yeah, We see bits and pieces. And people say, what an awesome job. You get to see all of... We're what... working. Yeah, we're working. We see bits and pieces of it. But uh, I, I can think of... Only a couple in my entire career. And here, I think I watched the whole McCartney show and a 21 pilot show and maybe a Garth Brooks. But other than that, it's like bits and pieces. You can tell what's great or not. But Elton John was one that. We watched every song. Every song. And uh, intern producer Adam here, I'm telling you right now, you're going to prove your worth on April 12th to 2022 <laughs> because I'll be sitting down and you're going to be working your tail off.
0: We're going to do it again. We're going to go out and watch the yeah, whole show again. Yeah,
1: for sure. 100%. Because it'll be the last uh, time he will play Columbus over a, an awesome 50-year period. Definitely keep an eye on tickets for yeah. that one. Check it out when you can. On May 13th, AJR, the OK Orchestra Tour.
0: Yeah, that one I'm very excited about uh, uh, as well as you know, uh, sorry,
1: with Chris Stapleton on April oh, yeah. 21st. Sorry. Oh yeah, throw sorry. that in there. Hey, we're live. We're not. All gonna right, edit well, yeah, yeah. I was get live.
0: Yeah. So Chris Stapleton, April twenty first. Sorry, yeah. threw me off on my notes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Chris Stapleton is, and that's another one of those shows. Yeah. But this is the third time it's been rescheduled.
1: Yeah. Two years uh, after the original. Yeah. It, each time is like a year later. It is. It is right. <laughs> and
0: uh, but if you were here for the last time, you played at Nationwide Arena. A magic night, you know. It's one of those shows that you just have to be here to see. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful music, and and the way he and his wife interact on stage, it's it's awesome. And then right after that, yeah, uh, May thirteenth, AJR, the OK, OK Orchestra tour, and th- these guys are a lot of fun. I saw them in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. They were they were in the parade, yeah. And I was like, who are these guys? And then they had the big hit, and uh, uh, it'll be fun to see what they uh, they bring. It. I think it's gonna be a very dynamic live show.
1: Oh, my gosh, gosh, they've had uh, six platinum or multi-platinum singles. Uh, and uh, they're, they're just uh, this platinum-selling indie band. I wonder how popular you have to be f- before you're no longer an indie band, right? So <laughs> let's uh, continue with our schedule. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll be back. Sounds good. More with the Arena Guys Backstage Podcast. Uh, podcast coming up next.
2: Get ready, Get ready, baby, baby, baby.
0: But
2: a a so three, with little baby and friends. Mm. With Summer gunna, gunna. Yeah. Yeah. I was and going. She's a runner, she's a track star. She gonna run away With 42 Live at the Shotting
0: Center. Thursday, October 28th. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. master.
1: Dave Matthews Band, live,
0: Friday, November 5th, Nationwide Arena, tickets available now at LiveNation.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Edwin Wilson. And I'm Cameron Fontana from Good Day Columbus. You're listening to the Arena Guys Backstage Pass Podcast. With
1: Gary, the Arena Guy, and Dave Rettelberger. If you come here,
0: don't expect tacos. (laughs) It's National Taco Day as we're recording. Is it really? It actually is National Taco Day. No tacos, No, still no tacos. Edwin was (laughs) disappointed.
1: He expected a full buffet, mostly tacos. Love our Good Day Columbus friends. Yes, and they'll have to be back. We had a lot of fun with them on uh, one of our last podcasts. Justin Bieber, let's continue with some shows coming up here. Justin Bieber on... uh Oh, May 16th.
0: Yeah, and uh, Justin has been uh, rescheduled a couple of times here, uh, but this this one is... Uh, the tour is all coming together, getting ready to launch, and, and very excited about that one. May 16th, uh, and it's a 7.30 show.
1: Tickets available now. He uh, broke Elvis Presley's record recently. with was seven consecutive number one albums in the U.S. Isn't that... That's crazy. That's big. That yeah, is big. That's big. Plus, he's doing some incredible collaborations now, too, and so Justin Bieber, I think, has... Uh, gone from being a teeny bopper, a YouTube star to a legitimate artist for sure. Uh, is that everything at the show? No, there's
0: actually one more that okay. I'm oh, so yeah, excited yeah, yeah. about. Me, me too. We just announced it this morning yes. as the, as a burger recording. Yep.
1: And I had it listed first so I almost overlooked it. So I'm glad. Why don't you mention it? Saturday night, June <laughs> 25th at the Schottenstein Center. Yes.
0: Uh, the mixtape tour 2022. Yes. So they're they're redoing the mixtape tour, uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute how that works. But new kids on the block Salt and Peppa, Rick Astley, <laughs> I know. and and Vogue. I know. So uh, a great night. Now, if you if you were here for the mixtape tour last time, what was so great about it is that you know new kids came out and then they would bring the other acts out with them. So then you know all of a sudden they would they it off the stage and somebody else would come on. Salt and Peppa would come on and do a little bit, and so it, it just made for the most unbelievable night of hit after hit after hit. And I gotta tell you, I'm so excited to see Rick Astley. Me too. You know, I've never never seen him, I and mean, we nope. all laugh about it. But that guy had pipes, right? So, 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 I'm not going to probably go anywhere to see a Rick Astley concert. But as part of a tour with New Kids on the Block and Salt and Peppa and and Vogue, right? This is yeah. just going to be a. It, it's going to be an absolute party here. They the always shop.
1: have uh, New Kids. Always has a great, you know, supporting. Lineup and Rick Astley's got a bit of a resurgence going on right now, too. By the way, he's one of the top 10 streamed artists of all time. Oh, that's great! Which is kind of crazy to hear, but uh, he's just one of those uh, acts that people can't get enough of. So, uh, there you go. Uh, New Kids on the Block, June 25th, and uh, tickets on sale October 8th.
0: Yeah, it's 11 a.m. on sale for that show, uh, but Ticketmaster.com is the best place to go.
1: All right, let's run down a Nationwide Arena.
0: And I'll be a little quicker, because I know I kind of get too excited, well, right? But we're so excited if shows back. We, we, so. we,
1: we both do, and we both uh, know a lot about these acts, so it's fun to talk about them.
0: Friday night, October 8th. Yes. Columbus oh. R&B Fest yeah, coming, uh, coming at Nationwide Arena. This is Keith Sweat Tank, Tevin Campbell, Drew Hill, and Silk. And this is going to be a uh, just a, a night of smooth jams. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again.
1: Smooth jams. I like that. Okay, uh, October nineteenth coming up. The Goat Tour, Gold Over America, featuring Columbus's own Simone Biles. Uh, truly a goat.
0: Yeah, please. If you know, if you if you've ever been to one of these gymnastics shows uh, in the past, they're very cool experiences. It's kind of that that concert energy combined yeah. with gymnastics. But this one, Simone is actually taking some real ownership in this tour. And check out some of the video we posted. Uh, it's just going to be an amazing night at, at Nationwide Arena.
1: They say it's uh, gymnastics with a pop concert vibe. Yeah, so, right. There you go. And uh, <laughs> features also some of the greatest uh, female gymnasts in in the U.S., including Laurie Hernandez in the previous Olympics, and a whole bunch of other recognizable names. So that'll be cool. Coming up, uh, I'm wearing the T-shirt. Oh, you are. All right. You should have pointed that out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Camera. Um, uh, three days of Columbus's own. Uh, maybe uh, the entertainment act that is more proud of Columbus than anybody else. Oh, 21 Pilots.
0: Cannot wait.
1: Uh, October 27th
0: uh, is the first show, then we take a night off, then we do two more after that. Uh, and 21 Pilots, the the Friday, Saturday shows are sold out. Here's your pro tip, you want tickets that, uh, that first show, the show on the 27th. There are some great seats available, but they are going fast.
1: Yes, and uh, they're just, I mean, people travel from all over the country to see them. And it's really an experience. The arena guy goes out and talks to fans, and uh, it's, it's energy and passion like you've never uh, seen before. And also what's interesting are, are the number of people that ha- are dramatically affected by the lyrics of their music so much so that they often get emotional
0: it is and people like you said they do come from all over the world to see the band in their hometown it's like singing springsteen or bon jovi in jersey or singing, <laughs> sing pitbull in miami right it's <laughs> is it the, like pitbull
1: in miami <laughs> don't,
0: probably, but i'm gonna say it's better than that but if you go see an artist in their hometown you know, it's a little special night, right? There's yeah. there's there's some of that uh, something special in the air and and always when 21 pilots are here, it's a, it's a night to remember.
1: And a little tease for the fans coming up closer to the, the showtime. There are going to be a couple of uh, uh, things that we're doing to welcome them that will be really cool photo ops or things to add to the excitement. Yeah. And so that's a little tease for keep an eye up. on the
0: arena guys, social media for details.
1: <laughs> November 5th. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Always one of my favorite shows. And then on December 8th is one I'm really excited about, too. Remember, we did Phil Collins a couple of years ago. Oh, that was amazing. It was truly amazing to see Phil Collins back. After he had uh, basically announced his retirement, he came back, and he sounded as good as ever. Yes. His son played drums because he's got some back issues, so he wasn't really playing the drums, but it sounded so good. And so what's really exciting about this show is it is called The Last Domino Tour. And he's reunited with Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford as Genesis, and it's the first time they've toured in 14 years. I am so excited. This is a bucket list show for me. I've seen Phil a few times, never seen Genesis. I know
0: the legend of their show at Ohio Stadium being an amazing night. Uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing them
1: at at Nationwide Arena. This is near the top of my list of shows that I'm excited to see. Me too. And and after 14 years, this may be the last chance to see Genesis, the band. So I highly recommend uh, people getting your tickets for that. It's going to be a special night. Playboy Cardi, the Narcissist, the Narcissist tour. tour. This is December 10th at
0: uh, at Nationwide Arena, and again, kind of like uh, uh, Tyler, the Creator, right artist, right time. Uh, Playboy Cardi is red hot right now, and looking forward to that show at uh, at Nationwide.
1: <laughs> His self-titled album spent 63 weeks on the Billboard album charts. I mean, isn't that amazing? That's huge. And he's he's 4.4 billion streams.
0: That's, that's, so, that's ridiculous especially when you look at some of the the artists and you see that like they've got you know 35,000 streams or whatever yeah. it is on certain tracks Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh oh <laughs> yeah you know it is it's true it, that's it can be awesome right but but when you see billions you're like wow that's yeah, insane wow.
1: so up next on December 11th is what I'm looking forward to very much because of the combination uh, both uh, in my previous life at the University of Illinois here I have presented James Taylor uh, several times and he's always amazing this time uh, Jackson Brown is his special guest and uh, Jackson Brown was the very first show I ever worked. In the, oh, my, really? the arena business. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, we talk in this industry a lot about how one plus one equals three. Yeah. So when you have, you know, either act individually, it's a one. But when you put them together, it makes something special. And, and James has done that a couple times, of course, with the Carol King Tour, uh, Bonnie Raitt, and now with Jackson Brown, right? Yeah. So it, it's going to be a, an amazing night at the arena. And Jackson Brown, so many hits. He's a great live artist. And uh, definitely, yep. uh, it'll be a night to
1: remember. And both in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's very cool. So it's almost like two shows in one. James Taylor is definitely a headliner. James, Jackson Brown is, is just a super, super strong addition to that show with some of the greatest session musicians in all of music on that uh, tour as it well. It is. It is a great group. So uh, it's going to be a busy three days in a row, on the 10th, 11th, and 12th, because on the 12th <laughs> we just announced um, the Christmas tour of Pentatonix.
0: Yeah, it's their evergreen Christmas tour. Yeah. And Pentatonix, one of those live acts that's so much fun and a very passionate fan base.
1: Yes. And they've got, uh, I I think they've got like 5 billion views on on YouTube as well. And they started out that way, really uh, forming their fan base.
0: It's a Christmas show, but last time they played the Schottenstein
1: Center, I believe it was a Halloween show. It was, remember? And they wore some
0: costumes on stage, right? Including an Ohio State jersey.
1: That's right. That's right. And then coming up uh, also in December, you know, we don't always do entertainment events. We do some great athletic events as well. 16th and 18th of December, the NCAA Volleyball Championship.
0: Absolutely electric. If you have been here for the, in the past for the, the volleyball championships, it's it's amazing to watch. There, it, it, and
1: definitely volleyball fans from all over the world will come to the Nationwide Arena for those two days. A lot of fun. It's always fun. Uh, and always fun to know that people are coming from all over the country, uh, just to see that. So um, January... Uh, 15th? World's Toughest Rodeo.
0: Yeah, before that, of course, though, our favorite holiday tradition, TSO, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. This is a December 26th show, and uh, again, two shows, I should say, and the holiday tradition that was not the same. We didn't have TSO last year, so so glad they're back. We did,
1: but it was virtual. Yes so now uh, we're back to live and you have to see TSO live it's an experience yeah. like
0: nothing else and yeah. I, and it, it's a it's a, it's the nutcracker for the
1: next generation yeah. right it's just it's uh, a annual tradition for so many yes and like you said in person is the way to do it world's toughest rodeo the 15th of January it's back it's uh, postponed from a previous date uh, and uh, Chase Bryant is the free concert free with your, your rodeo ticket and uh, a post-concert. We have to keep the tradition going of the country music art- artists doing the O-H-I-O.
0: Yes, we'll have to do that. Uh, it's always a lot of fun doing that photo and, of course, the rodeo. Uh, last time you got in the bull costume, right? Wasn't that uh, <laughs> – there's the one of our last <laughs> events.
1: I forgot about that, but – Took photos with people as <laughs> I was in a bull. People costume. didn't
0: know it was the arena guy yeah. in the, inside the, the Well, I don't give away all the magic. Same amount of bull as always <laughs> though. Uh,
1: bull riding, uh, saddle bronc riding, bareback riding, women's barrel racing is so much more. And of course, Whiplash the cowboy monkey. Yes. Always fun. Uh, Huge there's, hit. There's a bunch of say uh, when uh, when joins the bill, it sells tickets. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk about uh, on February seventh, Ghost and Volbeat. Yeah, Twin Temple opening up that show. Uh,
0: if you are a fan of these bands, this is a line. This is a great lineup, uh, and. Not for, not for everybody, right? But a lot of people are really excited about this. Very loyal show, very loyal fan base, and uh, Ghost is one of the bands that I've heard really cool things about their live show I'm looking forward to. We were going to have Volbeat uh, uh, before, the, uh, before the pandemic on their yeah. own, so adding
1: uh, Ghost to the bill with that makes it a, a definite uh, a nice ticket. Ghost is from Sweden, three consecutive number one songs, and of course Volbeat uh, from Copenhagen, and uh, so a little uh, world flavor coming <laughs> here. Uh, and then on uh, March 6th, Not Me... It's not me, but it's a group called Tool. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's not me. It's yeah, not I'm you. described that way sometimes. Sometimes, but, but, but Tool uh, four Grammy awards uh, in the uh, the metal category, and uh, for that fan base, this is a big show.
0: The Acid Helps is the opener that night. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I just like hearing you say that. We'll
0: just we'll just let that be. But uh, <laughs> this is a concert that people have been begging us for. When I look at our, look through our social media con- uh, content uh, on a daily basis, uh, frequently. Uh, when is Tool coming back? When is Tool coming back? And so, yeah, finally we
1: have that date, March sixth, 2022. Yeah, so what a lineup. Are, have we uh, – And
0: so much more to come, right? I mean, we are right. literally uh, – well, I'm pulling my hair out because we have been announcing shows. This is more shows than we've had on sale at any given point ever. Yeah.
1: I think because we haven't done shows in a year and a half – Everybody is touring all at once, and man, we have uh, a very busy season coming up ahead. Maybe the busiest, like you said, that I can remember.
0: If you are a fan of live music, we've got, like you said, a little bit of everything, plus comedy and uh, YouTube stars, and you know, it's just it's a (laughs) it's nonstop entertainment here in Columbus. You were you you people, folk, you folks listening, are so lucky to have two arenas yeah. that can bring uh, uh, so many shows because with, along with the Blue Jackets and the Ohio State stuff we can work together to find those open dates to bring all these shows and, and I just couldn't be more excited. I,
1: I will uh, have some self-restraint here but I wish we could sh- uh, tell and share with everyone what's penciled in coming up too because oh. it's really great. Oh, there's so, some big stuff. But uh, stay tuned. You can get all the information always at ShotsteinCenter.com and NationwideArena.com and also check out the Arena guy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube, and uh, so that will be great. Are we caught up on commercial breaks? Because we, we had that one mishap on uh, my planning. So uh, <laughs> and some unexpected guests. So an unexpected right. guest, yeah. So uh, before we say goodbye, what do you look forward to uh, most coming up?
0: Boy, you know what I look forward to the most. Uh, you know, beyond the live shows, is uh, we talked about a little bit when we left WWE the other night. Uh, because there were those first big events, the 560 days and 579 days, and then at WWE, it just felt like we were doing live events again. Yeah. And so that feeling, uh, as we continue to do that at both buildings, of instead of feeling the novelty of the return to live, of it just being the amazingness of the live events that we're at, and that that is a feeling that I'm that I'm loving
1: most right I now. I know it. It. You know what? It feels really good to be back. Monster Jam was fun. Yeah. But then we had a long break. And now within a matter of, what, a a week and a half or so, (laughs) Eric Church, Guns N' Roses, WWE. And uh, I feel like we're getting into our groove. And this is another example of getting into our groove, resuming the podcast. And um, you can uh, hear the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and and also on YouTube now. So this is being recorded. So I hope you are smiling (laughs) into the camera. I keep forgetting about the camera. I know, which is good, which is good. So um, uh, let's... uh, Do the official close, right? Yeah, Yeah. might as well. Hey,
0: you know, thank you so much for listening. really do appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. Uh, The Arena Guy's Backstage Pass podcast is hosted by Gary the Arena Guy and me, Dave Rattleberger. Our executive producer is Aaron Thomas. Our producer, Adam Paddock. Yeah. Did I get that right? Props to him. And the music, too, right? Uh, For concert information, as Gary mentioned, uh, check out SchottensteinCenter.com or NationwideArena.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Arena Guy's Backstage Pass podcast
1: on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Dave Rettelberger. And
1: I'm Gary the Arena
2: Guy. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.